this month's Setting the Record Straight segment, I address if it's the right time to buy. This is the Andres Segovia Show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the program. I am Andres. In this episode, normally I would do the news roundup. In this case, it would have been the news roundup for July. But because, well, California essentially went back into lockdown, it's a lot more of the same. And it's, you can cherry pick things here and there where uh, things might have had some kind of movement in the real estate segment. Uh, California has its own industry anyway, and it's the one I care about the most because the area that I service, Southern California primarily. Uh, but I thought of a lot about it, which is why I sh- I'm shifting the tone. And for now, uh, I have to basically temporarily suspend the whole news roundup kind of thing. But I am going to do what is called the In Case You Missed It. Uh, so I'll be referencing some episodes that I actually have done that you might have missed. And also some articles or newsworthy items that have happened both locally and nationally that could affect you. Uh, and I want to dive into just a, a few of those because I have, only have a handful of those uh, this time. Just an in interest of time because uh, you might hear some background noise and that's something that's way out of my control purview. I can't tell you how many times I try recording this only to have things to be interrupted. So hopefully I don't have to do massive editing on this episode recording attempt number five or whatever it is now. So I want to get started with what originally caught my attention, which was from the Wall Street Journal, because uh, they had an article out regarding the eviction looming for millions of Americans who can't afford rent. That was in reference to a federal eviction moratorium, which was set to expire July 24th. And as of this recording, it's expired. And there's a concern that 28 million uh, tenants that couldn't pay the rent are facing eviction. Now, to clarify certain things, um, there's an eviction moratorium also at the state level and in some some cases at the local level. So it's like the minimum wage. Uh, The federal federal government sets a, uh, a foundation for things and the state can make it stricter and the local areas can make it even stricter than that. So in the case of those that are concerned that California tenants are going to be put out for those that have not been able to pay the rent, that's not exactly accurate because the eviction moratoriums um, far exceed uh, what the federal uh, levels are. So those are two very separate things, and I think it's being conflated in the news to kind of push fear-mongering into play. But uh, I think CNBC had a, had a more balanced approach to, to things in regards to uh, landlords being encouraged to think um, collectively, as 28 million people are facing uh, possible eviction. So for those places where there are no more protections and they were only relying on the federal level and they would face this, uh, the landlords would have to ask themselves, is it worthwhile for them to go through the eviction process and risk their unit being torn up by a disgruntled tenant? Or is it fair that it was not the fault of the individual that couldn't pay to pay back? Why not work with them because odds are they're not the only ones that will be affected. So, you know, a lot of different things can happen. And I do implore also landlords to take into consideration the situation that they find themselves in should those tenants prove that they have been affected by the current crisis that we're facing. Because we do know there are tenants that are abusing the system that have not been affected or refusing to pay, something that I'll get to a little later. However, that does feed into the other part about uh, the rent freeze, rent uh, rent strike, rent... Um, cancellation movement, which I do find um, utterly despicable, uh, because it definitely is. Because 
there are uh, property owners that truly are suffering and the state has made it a lot more difficult for um, for property owners to deal with their own property. It's incredible because it's like, imagine um, your favorite service. Let's, let's take your, your favorite burger stand or whatever. Uh, imagine telling that burger stand that they got to maintain their, their doors open. They got to keep paying their employees. They got to keep paying the insurance. They got to keep um, the paying the utilities, but they can't charge the clients for the burgers. So then where does the revenue come from? It doesn't. But the government makes sure to come down and put health fines for whatever reason and also uh, taxes because, of course, they want their change. So it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because that's exactly what's being applied to property owners. And in fact, this was actually addressed uh, not too long ago locally uh, for Los Angeles where there was a, a, a local attorney that went on with uh, Fox 11 News. I actually put a link uh, to that article in the description down below. And for those of you um, watching on the website, you'll find it in the description accompanying this video as well at uh, show notes uh, to talk just about that very thing because uh, there are people that are abusing, that have not been affected by COVID that are abusing um, this moment to not pay rent as if they don't have an obligation to do so. Uh, they made a contract with the property owner and they're not holding up to their contract. But because, again, we have that eviction moratorium that I mentioned, they think they're shielded because of that moratorium when it's not necessarily true. But in certain segments of California, when you have a more progressive um, local government along with courts, it does make it a lot harder for property owners to address that uh, nuisance that they're experiencing. And yeah, there you go. Uh, honestly, uh, uh, I wanted to address this in the in the segment that I like to call um, "Setting the Record Straight." Um, I'll, I'll see what I what I deal with when I get to that point. But I have covered a lot of these different things um, in previous episodes that I recommend you check out. That includes the up and coming propositions that do affect property ownership. Um, and I've already done, like I said, I already done an episode on that, so I'm not going to rehash them here. And I also talked about how. Uh, if you do need some assistance when assistance is available to you. So some of, if you see this in time, you might have an ability to check out that assistance that's available to you. Uh, these things do change from time to time. And they honestly, they sometimes change on a daily basis. So you might want to stay up to date. And also remember to like, share, subscribe, stay in the know on this channel, on the Twitter. And of course, check out my website because you want to make sure you're up to date with all these different things. So anyway, uh, one of the last things I wanted to cover, actually two of them, but uh, that one I'll save for later, is this one. And because I talked about this one about environmental justice and I was highlighting the city of Santa Ana about that because they're basically the guinea pig that I'm using to showcase what most of California, if not all California, is technically obligated to do. So now they have an update because they're opening in the next phase of what they call virtual community workshops. So for those of you that have checked out my environmental justice uh, thing that's coming near you episode, which again will be also referenced here. I recommend you check that out because I dive deep into what this is. And as of this recording, these are the two uh, virtual workshops that they're that they're going to hold. One on Friday, July 31st, and one on Saturday, August 1st. And I'm going to uh, scan this to leave these posted on um on the show notes to come to this episode at www.dangerousagoba.com. That's the place you'll be able to check it. So this is to basically talk about the, the shared vision for Santa Ana, what this means to you, and also in Espanol. So I'll put it there. Uh, it's regarding what they're intending to do in certain areas of Santa Ana that they've highlighted. Uh, and it only, it, in 
My opinion, my informed opinion, only spells danger if they implement it the way they intend to, for which is why I encourage you to voice your opinion uh, at these workshops to tell them what you like and you don't like. Because even though everything has good intentions, as the expression goes, the world to hell is paved with good intentions. So um, I have a lot of issues with this, but I'll dive more into that as soon as I learn more, possibly uh, in, the, in, the, in the coming episodes. So the last one I'm going to leave to, and this kind of goes into what I'm trying to cover for uh, my setting the record straight. Um, and it's along the lines of this. So I'll tell you what the, what the title is that I'm going to address. And I'll, I'm first going to read this. This is from pewresearch.org. So this is a, a research thing that's been done during this lockdown regarding the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, the title is about a fifth of U.S. adults moved due to COVID-19 or know someone that did. Now, this at on its, on its face almost sounds like it's definitely real estate. It's not entirely real estate. And I'm going to leave the research for this because it is an interesting read. And this is why it's important. I'm only going to get to these main points because it's what I appreciate about them is that they actually summarize or at least give an abstract in the opening uh, paragraph. So millions of Americans relocated this year because of the outbreak, moving out of college dorms that abruptly closed or communities they perceived as unsafe or housing they could no longer afford. So there's some that did move out even though their local places might have had protections for them, but those that felt the responsibility and obligation to pay, uh, they, they wanted to continue paying, but at least somewhere else where they can afford it because that did happen. Um, there have been cases where uh, people were living in communities and they didn't like how aggressive the lockdowns were, aka New York City, uh, even Los Angeles, and the first chance they got, they bought a property and they moved out. So if they're going to be locked down again or in California, once they lock down again, at least they're going to be locked down in a home they can call their own and to be able to enjoy a yard or two if they got it. So that I know has happened. And I know people that have moved out of the States entirely. So yes, I, I, this is interesting that one fifth of Americans have relocated during this, or at least know somebody that have, I know of all sides. So this one, uh, they, they break down the percentages here too. Uh, they say uh, either they moved pr- uh, primarily or uh, they moved permanently or temporarily um, that someone else moved into their household or did not move or have someone move into the household but say they know someone else that moved 14 percent say they know that someone that moved so this was a survey taken uh in june from june 4th to june 10th uh, of u.s adults uh, it's a pretty lengthy one i recommend you check it out it's worthwhile uh, it's interesting to note but this also goes into what I was saving for my setting the record straight because there was an interesting article that popped up on my feed, but it didn't apply to the United States because that one was being, it was knocking it down. The question was, is it the right time to buy a property? And I have an answer for that. And the answer hasn't changed. But this article was saying, of course not. Because real estate is known as the most surefire way to be, to survive a recession if you're investing in real estate. And this a particular article from Yahoo was saying no. And if you just read the headline, obviously it's like, oh, no, of course not. Well, I read into it. This is Australia. It's not United States. So that's what they're preaching to. So I don't even know why I got it when I'm over here. I wasn't looking for Australian news, although I do have friends in Australia, but I wasn't looking for Australian news, especially in real estate. I, I don't know anyone investing in real estate in Australia uh, for my social circles. So I found that a little disingenuous because I was reading through the articles and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to debunk this too. So here's the thing. Is it the right time to buy? This is a question I get a lot. So the answer is like this. If you're ready, able, and willing 
it's the right time to buy. Record low interest rates. You have a you have a secure job, and you have the finances to be able to. No reason why you shouldn't. Because they're saying, ah, you know, I want the prices to go down a bit. Okay, when the prices go down, interest rates go up. So you might be paying less for the house, but you're paying more for the loan. So in other words, you're probably not getting your bank for your buck. You're looking for that equilibrium that never really happens. And the thing is, I know people that decided not to buy when the prices were higher and the interest rates were at a record low for its time and waited for the price to go down. And it's been 30 years. And they still haven't purchased the property. Which leads me to reason that they never really intended to buy in the first place. So if you have that mindset, you're going to be in a perpetual moment of not really knowing. So just like when this was selling and just like also with buying, it's a case by case basis. So if you really want to have that conversation, I'm inviting you to have a direct conversation with me. And my contact information should be appearing on the screen somewhere around here. So if you want to reach out to me and you're in the local area, I would love to help you and connect you with my lender to have these conversations and to also measure where you might be. And if you're not ready yet, at least put you on the path to be able to get there. And speaking of which, if you have been affected with your finances uh, during um, this time of uh, a unique history, right? Um, I did do an episode previously, and you probably noticed I'm doing more video-heavy um um, media and posts. So I did do a presentation on steps to rebuild your credit. So if you're already on that path, let's find out how far along you are. Because if you found yourself during this lockdown to be incubated in a room without windows and you have a family and you guys were getting desperate to get out somewhere, but you couldn't, if you want to face this thing again, wait, let me rephrase. You don't want to face this thing again, but if should you have to, a place to call your own is the best place to experience it. Because at least it's a place you can call your own. So for that, I encourage you to contact me so we can figure out how far along the ways you are to attain your home. Because your freedoms begin with your property rights and they continue to be under assault every single day. And in California, the battle is getting worse and you need to be aware of it. So whether you're a tenant or a property owner, we should all be aligned in the same way because you cannot enjoy any of your rights without property rights. Property rights don't necessarily mean land itself too. Let's talk about things that you can call your own. Because if you had nothing, imagine leasing everything. You have nothing to your name. That's terrible. And if the politicians in California get their way, and if certain activist groups in California get their way, that might actually happen. Let's all unite and hope that doesn't happen. That was actually the theme of what I was going to talk about for setting the record straight, but it, it kind of ties in nicely to everything that I've been talking about. So... You want to find out how far along you are uh, to get to your dreams of being a property owner? Let's have that conversation. My information should be on the screen. And if not, just go to my website down below. I'll leave my real estate resources down there too. And to learn more about what I mean about your property rights being under attack, I have left the link to that episode there. And it should actually be appearing in a bubble somewhere here as I wrap these things up because I have talked about it in an episode called Your Property Rights Are Under Attack From All Sites. So that's it for this episode. I don't want to dive into any more of that. Remember to like, share, subscribe, stay in and out. Instagram is somewhere where it's like behind the scenes stuff for myself. So it's not really a place where I advertise a lot of different things, but you'd like to get to know me a little better. By all means, check out my Instagram. Twitter has been a little different, especially since it's a cesspool. <laughs> Just awful people, unfortunately. But there's also some um, some goodness there too. So I, I'm there as long as I can. And so while I'm still there, you can find me. But as always, go to my website, like and follow the page on, on Facebook book to stay up to date with all the updates as well and that's it for this episode stay safe out there and i'll see you on the next one